0: Welcome back to another edition of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP number 98. I'm Dorian, and on today's podcast, we play winter ball in Hawaii, visit Yasiel Puig in the jailhouse, and special guest Josh Brown, podcast host of Baseballogy, joins us to talk about creativity. And I'm joining you. With a drink in my hand, like we do basically every week. I know it's the off-season. I said I was going to come out with a podcast every few weeks, but I'm getting some great guests, so I'm not going to keep them to myself. I'm going to share them with you, and I'm going to share with you that I'm having something called Pete's in Paradise. It's a brown lager from a good American local brewery called Hana Hanakoa, in Honolulu, Hawaii. I have no idea how to pronounce it. It's H-A-N-A-K-O-A. Hanakoa, koa And I'm going to drink right now. And occasionally, I like to talk about the Latin American Winter Leagues. But did you know that Hawaii also had Winter League? They had a baseball Winter League that they ran it from 1993 to 2008. So... It's within living memory. And this Hawaiian Winter League had four teams. The Honolulu Sharks, the Waikiki Beach Boys. I almost feel like they should be sponsored by the Beach Boys. The North Shore Hanu. Doesn't that mean kiss? No. There's another word in Hawaiian that means kiss, and it's not Hanu. Can you imagine your team being kiss, the wet kiss? It's kind of gross. And the last <laughs> team in the in the now defunct Hawaiian League that I'm drinking this delicious beer from. I'm not drinking their their... Their winter beer. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the last team in the Hawaiian Winter League. West Oahu Cane Fires. Which is, I guess, well, we all know rum comes from sugar canes. And I guess in West Oahu, they burn canes. I don't know. I've never been to Hawaii. I can feel the warmth in the aloha and the mahu and the maui and all the everything floating through my body. Because I'm having this beer from Hawaii. You know what I found out about this Hawaiian Winter League it was actually pretty cool. Besides the fact that they have four teams that I can teams that I can barely pronounce, the this Winter League also had players from Major League Baseball, from the from the Japanese Nippon Professional Baseball League, from the Korean baseball organization, and just random independent players from the independent ball. Some of the players that actually played in the Hawaiian Winter League were Aaron Boone, who's now the still the manager of the New York Yankees. A.J. Presinsky, who, who won the World Series with the Chicago White Sox. He played with the Atlanta Braves. Buster Posey, one of the greatest catchers of this century. He won three World Series with the San Francisco Giants. Kenley Jansen, who is with, was with a closer with the Los Angeles Dodgers forever. He won a World Series with them. He played with the Atlanta Braves last year. And maybe the greatest Japanese baseball player of all time, Ichiro Suzuki. And it made me think, If we were able to go into a time machine and go back and watch one of these games, who would we find in the stands? Well, that made me think about entertainment. Because I know that they shot the 2008 film Forgetting Sarah Marshall in Hawaii. Maybe the staff, the staff, the the crew of Forgetting Sarah Marshall was uh, caught, caught a game. I don't know. Or maybe if you're if you have kids or if you had kids. Or you have nieces, nephews, maybe you watched Aloha, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> which was a 2005 animated film. Or maybe if you're a little bit older, you're thinking maybe Tom Selleck with his mustache from Magnum P.I., that hit 1980s television show, was sitting in the stands waiting to catch a foul ball and drinking some delicious beer from Hanakaokoa. And by the way, it's November, a few days before Thanksgiving. Tom Selleck had a very famous mustache. I think he still has it because I think he has that show on CBS where he's like a police commissioner or something. I don't remember. By the way, what happened to No Shave November? I feel like since COVID, no one does No Shave November because a lot of people are now either, if you're fortunate enough to have an office job, you're probably working hybrid or you maybe even be remotely working all the time. And I haven't heard anyone saying, oh, I'm doing No Shave November now. It's just all... I've heard more people doing sober October, but no one does no-shave November. That's interesting. Speaking of winter ball, did you hear about the game back on the 19th of November between the Caribes de Anzuategui versus the Tiburones de la Guajira, which is in the Venezuelan Winter League? The Caribes, the Caribbeans of a town of called Anzuategui, they played a team called the Tiburones, the Sharks, de la Guajira, Guaira. It's not Guajira, Guaira. The, the Sharks of some town in Venezuela called Guaira. I've never been to Venezuela, so I don't really know these towns. But former Washington Nationals player, I think he also played with the Cincinnati Reds, Azrubo Carrera. He's still playing baseball in Venezuela. He sucker punched a, a player by the name of Carlos Castro. Who play, Castro plays with the Tiburones, the Sharks. So Castro hit a home run. He flipped his bat, and he was like, Castro was jawing at, he was yelling some stuff at the dugout of the, the Caribes, the, the team that Cabrera plays for. And then as Castro's rounding first, Cabrera comes and hits him with, a, I think it was a right hook, just a complete, bah, just a complete cheap shot. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what way to stay classy, man. By the way, Cabrera, he played, I think, like 12 years in the Major League Baseball. He's like 37 years old. A 37-year-old man is getting his feelings hurt because the other guy hit a home run, yelled something out, and then he goes and sucker punches him. That's some nonsense. But at the same time, I love that there's so much action in the Latin American Winter League's. I've been saying this podcast for we I have fortunately been able to keep this podcast going for over two years now. And I'm going to have a drink to celebrate that. And I keep telling everyone, and I keep telling the listeners, I keep telling people on social media, watch the Latin American Winter Leagues, the baseball from the Dominican Republic, from the Mexican Winter League, from the Nicaraguan Winter League, from the Venezuelan Winter League. It's so much fun. And the baseball is actually different. And it's still a high quality. And it drives me insane that that the MLB network continues to play nonstop some random film called Airbud 7th Inning Fetch. I'm joking. I don't know if they actually show Airbud, but they're playing baseball by Ken Burns for the 7th millionth time. They're playing once in a while Major League Baseball with Charlie Sheen. They always play Sandlot, just the most boring movies like Stop. Why can't you put your money where your mouth is? And put quality baseball in the winter No one wants to watch Air Bud Seventh inning fetch Seriously MLB Network Play Dominican Winter League Baseball Nicaraguan, Mexican, Venezuelan It's awesome But you know I kind of get a feeling that this sucker punch That Cabrera gave to Castro As he rounded first That wouldn't happen in Hawaii Because Hawaiians are a little bit more relaxed More chill Aloha Maui Mahula Whatever I'm just making up words now it, I'm telling you, it's all the drama, all the fun is happening right now in the Latin American Winter League. You can actually watch some Nicaraguan Winter League games for free on YouTube. You just have to go to LBNP, and they'll show like one game, one free game a day. They usually start playing around six o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and you can watch Repub- Dominican Republic Winter League. And you have to buy a pass online. I forget where that is on the website. And the same thing with the Mexican Winter League. You buy, I think you pay like $10 a month or something, which is like over the course of like two months and you get to see all the games. It's fantastic. Venezuelan, I don't know how to watch the Venezuelan Winter League. But just like Latin America, it's all happening on our social media accounts. Is it though? I don't know. That's for you to decide. But anyways, our Twitter account is at HPP4040. And our Instagram account, is hipster baseball podcast. Give us a follow, or not? Not a big deal. I may be looking for a little bit more publicity, but someone is definitely trying to avoid the public eye, and that man, Yasiel Puig. You know Yasiel Puig, the famous batlicker, the man from Cienfuegos in Cuba. And when he was playing in Cuba, he played for a team called, and I love this. Los elefantes de Cienfuegos. It means Los Elefantes, if you remember your basic Spanish class, the elephants de Cienfuegos. Of the elephants from the town of a hundred fires. <laughs> I love that. I that's that's probably my favorite Latin American team name. I'm not a fan of the Elefantes. I just love the team. When you translate it, the, the name, the elephants from the town of a hundred fires. That, t- that same team is where Cesar Prieto used to play before he defected and came to the United States, Cesar Prieto is now in the minor league system of the Baltimore Orioles and I actually watched him play for the Bowie Bay Sox this past summer. He's an infielder, he might they might they they had him at third base that game, but he's really a, a, like a second baseman and he has the sweetest swing He's a left-hander, of course. I don't know why, but left-handers all left-handed batters have just the most amazing swing. And so Puig and Prieto are probably... They are from the same town in uh, San Fuegos. And also, they used to be able... YouTube used to show the Cuban National Series because they play, I think, like 60 or 80 games. And they used to play them on YouTube. And now you can't find it anywhere. I don't know. And the Cuban National Series has really dropped. I mean, their pitches are horrible. But that's neither here nor there. Back to Mr. Yasiel Puig. You know him because he licks bats... He plays for one of the best-named teams in Latin America he used to. And he also played in Major League Baseball with the Los Angeles Dodgers, with the Cincinnati Reds, and lastly with the Cleveland Indians. And now he recently was playing in South Korea in the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, with a team called, excuse my Korean pronunciation, Kiwum Heroes. Kiwum? Kiwom Heroes? I don't know. But you know what? Now he's not going to be playing baseball for a while. Why? He's in the jailhouse now He's in the jailhouse now Do you remember that song from One of my favorite films from from 2000 Oh Brother Where Art Thou By the Soggy Bottom Boys In the Jailhouse Now (laughs) Because apparently Mr. Puig, Senor Puig Decided to place 900 illegal Gambling bets (laughs) In the span of like Two months from July 2019 To September 2019 (laughs) on some illegal website that you're not supposed to do. And then the feds, FBI and Homeland Security investigations found out about this. They brought him in with his lawyers and they questioned him and said, have you, did you place these bets illegally with an illegal, I don't know, booker or whatever? And they told him, if you lie, it's a crime. So Senor Puig says, me? No, no, Senor. I have never bet illegally. (laughs) boom so what happens guilty of not perjury i forget what the actual crime that he commi- he the, the crime that he committed it was that frankly he didn't pay draft King or all these other random <laughs> online betting degenerate places that's the real crime we just, just trying to go to your random down the block guy who who's your 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 local bookie he was trying to support good local american jobs <laughs> instead of supporting some bums from that they incorporate their company in, in Delaware, DraftKings, and all these other people. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about them. So unfortunately, Mr. Puig was caught lying. And now he's going to have to pay a fine of $55,000. And he hasn't been sentenced yet. But the crime that he committed, not only did he gamble illegally, and then he lied about it. So he could actually he's looking at potentially being sent to prison for up to five years i don't think he's gonna go for five years they might give him some i don't know six month thing at club fed or maybe he doesn't even go to prison at all i don't know i just know i just know it's just random i mean not random it's stupid why you're a millionaire you don't need to be gaining an extra ten thousand dollars at the same time maybe he has a problem maybe he has a gambling problem i don't know Maybe he needs to call those stupid hotlines that they tell you at the end of all these gambling <laughs> websites. You can barely like, dah, dah, dah. if you have a gambling problem, please please contact the the bottom and one eight hundred. It's like, all right, dude, you, you don't care about people; you just want their money. And remember, people, I, I almost feel like this is turning into an episode of some like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties Hollywood movie of uh, the Long Arm of the Law. J. Edgar Hoover, his 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 G men are gonna get you because the United States Attorney. By the name of Martin Estrada said quote Under our system of justice No one is above the law The integrity of our nation's criminal justice system Depends on people telling the truth And those who fail to abide by this simple principle Must face consequences End quote Dun 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 Alright uh, FBI Attorney General not, He's not the Attorney General Mr. Estrada don't worry about me, I'm never going to be gambling illegally or being a degenerate. And I'm going to ask you, when's the last time you decided to do some degenerate illegal gambling? Not the legal ones online or going to your local casino. And that made me think, I mean, obviously I made a joke about supporting your local economy, local sports, sm- small business by going to your local bookie. <laughs> but do, these, do bookies actually even exist anymore? Like I'm genuinely asking, do bookies even exist anymore? Because they're, they've, I'm sure they've all been muscled out by these big conglomerates coming out of Delaware and Nevada and wherever that they, wherever they're based. Because now, people who wouldn't gamble are now gambling because it's easy. It's as easy as downloading an app. And so, what happened to the local bookie with all this legal online gambling? I don't know. I I have said this on the podcast before. I have placed one bet in Las Vegas, like. Four years ago, I went to one of those random—I don't know—one of the casinos there, and I placed a hundred-dollar bet. This was in 2018. Yes, it was February of 2018. I placed a hundred-dollar bet that the then Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians, that the Cleveland Indians would win under 90 games. And in 2018, of course, they won. I think it was like 90, 93, 95 games, and I lost my hundred dollars. <laughs> and that was it. And that's the that's the first, the last time that I've ever bet. On sports outside of March Madness when I was in high school. When I, I don't know, I won like $60 one year when I was in high school. (laughs) Anyways, here's a potentially sliding door moment. Because back during the height of COVID in 2020, in the summer of 2020, Yassiel Puig was going to sign with the Atlanta Braves. But then he tested positive for COVID-19. And so obviously that stopped the deal. He didn't play. And I think the next year he ended up signing with the Cincinnati Reds. And you know what? It's crazy you think about Yasiel Puig. You feel like he's been around forever. Like I said, he's already played for three teams. He's now also, he's played in Cuba in the United States. And he's also played in South Korea. Yasiel Puig is 31 years old. He's 31 years old and he's going to jail. He might be going to jail. I don't know. Allegedly. We'll see what the FBI and HSI decide to do with him. This is this is crazy. They need to make a movie about Yasiel Puig. I mean, the ups and downs and turnarounds. Who knows, man? So I I, I hope Yasiel Puig has learned his lesson and he has to serve whatever the punishment is that Uncle Sam and and G, J. Edgar Hoover's G-men think of him or think of him. Whatever they think, whatever they think of. I don't know. Whatever. I, I hope the FBI and, and and HSI Homeland Security Investigations. You know, take a little swig of some Hawaiian beer and chill out. Aloha, love, peace, no animosity. Because sometimes we have to think beyond ourselves. It's not just a person. We have to think that we are in a community. And that's where this show sponsor comes in, Earth Day. Think globally, act locally. What's the best thing we can do to protect the environment? Teach kids to care for it. We're doing our part. How about you? We all can do a lot more than we think to prevent pollution. Start today. Make every day Earth Day. I love that. Cheers to Hawaii. Cheers to Earth, planet, third planet from the sun. And you know what? Every day, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. And speaking of the Braves, speaking of Yasiel Puig, speaking of COVID, our next guest, I may be dubbing him the Prince a Braves Twitter. Today, our special guest is Josh Brown, who's the podcast host of Baseballogy and formerly of the legendary Nakahoma Nation. And also, I might add, he's the terror of Braves baseball, A Braves Twitter. <laughs> Josh, welcome to HVP.
1: It's an honor to be with you, Dorian. I was expecting a hipster. And when we hopped on this call, you look like a, you know, you look like a nice man, a nice uh, kept well-kept professional and I was expecting a hipster very gaunt thin looking person you're not that you look like a nice guy normal guy probably had a dad uh you know I was I was just expecting like a Bernie supporter like unkept beard you know I even have my now gene right here I can still throw you a curveball by the end of I don't 30 minutes. I don't know I don't know what to do I don't know but that I wasn't was expecting curveball. a normal person this this oh. this is the curveball then I guess oh oh <laughs> i get it now i get it okay so uh yeah I'm and to be on a podcast,
0: i'm excited to have you sir like i said i, I listened to you got to you you're one of the co-hosts of uh nakahoma nation and i know now you have your solo podcast i know how that feels over at baseballogy where it I, where did you get that name from because i've listened to some of your episodes and you don't necessarily talk about baseball you'll talk about anything that's on your mind where did you come up with that name and why did you come up and was this an, another mm-hmm. outlet after you finished up with Nakahoma Nation.
1: Yeah. So I just needed an outlet. And it started off with <laughs> you're gonna laugh because it, it's not become that at all. But I, I like theology and I thought, uh, maybe like I could connect like baseball and theology, you know. I and like did. my first episode was the theology of Tony LaRussa, where I talked about Tony LaRussa and like tried to tie it in like spiritually and psychology, psychologically and 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 it was actually like a really cool episode. And then I just, it just went off the rails and it became this thing where like, I would be in, I would be in the middle of a work day and I would just, because I use Anchor and Anchor is way too easy to use. It's for idiots like me. And and I would just literally just record like in my car, just, and just talk out of my rear and just yell at the clouds. And it really, I think it has potential. And I, I enjoy talking and share my thoughts and you know yelling at the clouds. I think I have a voice in the baseball space. I just have no idea what it it's going to be. I don't I don't know. I thought about bringing on a co host maybe or something. I don't know. So it's still it's still kind of uh, it doesn't have much of an identity. I don't know. It's weird.
0: I do like the, the 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 picture of the baseballogy of like your head is kind of cracked open. Did you did you make, <laughs> did, you make did you make that or did you have someone no. else do the graphic for you?
1: No, uh, Dren, do you know Dren on baseball Twitter or Braves Twitter? Dren, that doesn't ring about no, uh, Dren underscore Braves. It's nerd backwards. He's his real name is David. He lives in Utah. He's pretty popular on Braves Twitter. Um, but he made that. He does a lot of roto wear designs, actually. He's like legit and and he's a good buddy of mine. And I i texted him, is like, Hey, uh, can you make a logo? Like, I'm thinking, like, Kind of like you were thinking, kind of ironically, like make it to where like I'm a genius or something. And he's like, done, got it. And it's a baseball coming out of my head, you know. So, well, I, I like how you thought about that. And I i mean, this is the first time I actually meet you and talk
0: with you. I've listened to your voice for a long time, but I've always thought that you were, you were always really creative because you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that you're the one that did the introduction song to Nakahoma Nation. You play guitar. And like, yeah. where, where does all this creativity
1: uh, come, come from? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I used to, I used to play music in my twenties and was serious about it, but uh, um, I don't know. I think when I, when I was a kid, I was just, uh, I played music when I was a kid and I love the Barber Mandrell show uh, because she would play multiple instruments. And I'm like, one day I'm going to be like that. So I I'm, Musically, I'm just talented enough to where like if you put me at an open mic night, I own it. Like I own everybody there. And they're like, dang, he's really good. But that's like my ceiling. Like, you know what I mean? Like I could never, you know what I mean? Like I've written like eight songs. Right. I'm 39 years old. I have eight songs that I've written. So I could never actually do it. I'm just I'm just good enough. I can I can mess around with the banjo and mandolin, but I you know, a little bit on piano, but uh,
0: I mean co- compared to yeah. some of these artists today, they generally they're genuinely putting out like one or two songs at a time and they become big artists. I mean, they, some of these yeah. some of these artists don't even have an entire 12, 10 or 12 uh, songs like you would do back like in the 80s or 90s. Yeah, but
1: they yeah, but they're smoking hot. So like if I was <laughs> like smoking hot, if I looked like Jake Owen, mm-hmm. I you would not be talking to me, no offense, but I would be like I would be massive. If I put my talent in Jake Owen, I would be huge, just massive. But here I am on the hipster baseball podcast talking to you, Dorian.
0: And I got you right there at the right time just before you're about to blow up again.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, you never know.
1: You never know. No, it's not going to happen.
0: All right, so you don't know where your your music comes, your music uh, inspirations come from and your talents and stuff and things. Where does, when you're thinking of, like you said, like I I have something on my mind and dang it, Twitter and the podcast world needs to know about it. Because (laughs) one of, some of us, a a lot of us, all of us have crazy ideas or just ideas in general. But a lot of us are like, let's not actually formulate that into something that's (laughs) mildly entertaining. Where... What, where are being that come way, from, from you? you're
1: being way too kind. what you're what you're really saying is most of us are smart enough to not put that stuff on Twitter. Me not so much. I where do I get the diary of the mouth? I don't know, Dorian it's it's from the Lord. I don't know that's where it comes from. I'm just I'm full of crap for the most part. yeah, I don't know.
0: but, uh, just, see, but uh, at least it's, it's entertaining and if a lot of our Twitter's
1: listeners... terrible for people like me. People like you, Dorian, Dorian, you are a professional.
0: I don't, I don't, you. I barely, I all I do is retweet and maybe do like an extra That's <laughs> because you're an
1: adult. Me, I'm a giant nine-year-old. Twitter is made for idiots like me who have no self-control, no shame. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't care about anything and that's, it's for people like me. And that's why, that's why I'm on there just sharing my thoughts. You probably, it's not that I'm like special. I just, I'm just an idiot. And I don't, I don't have any self-control and you no, have I, self-control.
0: I, I think it's hilarious. And for those of you who don't know, Josh is actually, he's very, he's, a, you're actually pretty famous in the, in Braves Twitter. I mean, he has battled <laughs> everyone in Braves Twitter or has been blocked by everybody in Braves.
1: Twitter. <laughs> I've made, you know, I think I've made, um, I probably made equally the amount of, yeah. I've made just as many friends as enemies, probably. Yeah, I wish I could say I've made more friends than enemies, but it's probably not true. So, yeah. But you know what? It's on them, Dorian. It's on them. If you get butthurt at my stupid tweet, yeah, you're, it's on you. So, look,
0: I, I I completely feel you because I I <laughs> back in the old days of uh, what was it AOL chat or whatever, you just go in and just say yeah. it's some co- you know coffee was it coffee chat number three and just say just the most insane ridiculous things and people will get upset and i feel that's just an just a a graduation of aol chat it kind of is and silliness of twitter now you just have a a picture of your pretty face on what the heck you're saying or if you're an nft you have a you have the gorilla if you're if you're all into nfts and everything
1: what does nft stand for i've seen that
0: non-fungible tokens what does that mean it means that there's a there's like an image or a video that says this is one of one. So I could we can just take a, a selfie right now and saying this is an NFT of myself at tonight. Oh. And oh. I, I, it's it's like art, but it's also something you can sell. It, a lot of oh. a lot of people like are in either into crypto into NFTs. I'm not into either, but I'm am still fascinated by by that world. But anyways. Interesting. What are you talking about? Gor- gorillas and NFTs. Um, Is that like an Abby?
1: Or Abby just a picture, right?
0: right yeah, could that, be... that's what. So a lot of people, NFTs, replace their picture on Twitter or in social oh. media with a digital gorilla because that means oh. they are NFT. Oh, okay. Are we saying theology? Mm-hmm. They're NFT prophets. They are pro, pro, oh. uh, about to say prolathicizers. <laughs> they profit, pro- not prophesize, prostheticize. Pros- 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 yes. That. There you go. That's what they are for non-fungible tokens.
1: Fascinating. Wow.
0: Obviously you love, well, you don't love, you operate in podcast world, in Twitter world. Where in the world did your relationship or love with the Atlanta Braves even start? Because I think that even if you didn't really like the Atlanta Braves, I think somehow you would still be doing all the things you do with music and sharing your thoughts. But because this is a baseball podcast and, you do a lot of things related to baseball where did yeah. your that love come
1: from my dad i grew up on the Braves i grew up on the Braves watching the Braves on TBS you know with my dad and uh i was uh, uh like 8 when the Braves won the world series in 91 so you know i remember that whole year you know staying up late my parents would actually get in fights cuz my dad would let me stay up late and my mom would would get all upset about it and i mean they would get in like like real adult fights about it. And, uh, so yeah, just, uh, being, being a kid, eight, nine, 10 years old, just loving the Braves. I was obsessed with Terry Pendleton and, uh, John Smoltz before he came a Presbyterian, uh, humorless loser. I loved him. It's, it's a shame that he's become such a weirdo. And, uh, yeah, I just, I can just speak Braves baseball. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's, that's, I guess that's why I always have uh, content related to that. Like I just, you know, I just, when you grow up on something, you know whether it's uh a certain type of music or a band or a sports team or a hobby or whatever for me it was Braves baseball and i and i just know the language of it you know i know it so it maybe you can really this you, you cannot watch it for months and just still know everything kind of
0: right and yeah. it's interesting you said that about john smalls i think it's funny he it became a presbyterian <laughs> did he really become a presbyterian he just he's always right?
1: been a presbyterian okay i don't, know. Uh, I, I, don't I don't years, know those those you know. fights He's, he's so boring though. Like when we were kids, you know, we didn't have MLB network or Twitter or social media. So all we had, what was the game itself, right. And baseball cards, that was it. You might've had like a Saturday morning TV show. There was a Saturday morning, like baseball around, around baseball or something on Saturday mornings, but it was mainly whatever team you followed those, those games. And in baseball cards. Therefore, you didn't really get to know these guys, thank God. I mean, back in the day, we didn't, we thought John Smoles was cool. He had a mustache. His nostrils would flare up when Bobby pulls him. And you're like, yeah, he's just a tough guy, you know? Don Mattingly, mustache. Cool. He was, all we had was a baseball card. I loved Don that- Mattingly when he was with the Yankees. Yeah. He was one of my because, favorite players. Same here because he was awesome. He had the eye black, he had muscles and a mustache. And then, Fast forward. Now we have all this stuff and you get to know his personality and you're like, man, he's is he really that that lame? Like, I think he's that lame. And, uh, you know, and then there's other guys. The opposite has happened with me. When I was a kid, I thought Will Clark was boring. I thought he was boring because his name is Will Clark. That's a boring name. He looks boring. Superman's cousin. Nope. No personality. And then. You see that 30 for 30 with him and Rafael Palmero, some social media stuff and you kind of get to know Will Clark and you're like, "He's hilarious. I had no idea Will Clark was cool." I,
0: I think that's really interesting you're saying about how we didn't know the we didn't know the personalities of the players because it we made didn't. me think of of what you had said at the top, at the top of this conversation with Tony Larusa. I have a it doesn't it's not a relationship because he doesn't even know I exist. It doesn't matter. But I'm like I'm always disappointed in Tony La Russa. I, have, I have, was a completely mm. against him coming coming back to be the manager of the Chicago White Sox. I was like, this is not the man for the time of this of this club. And mm. my really my real issue, beyond the, just being old and falling asleep in the dugout and whatever, was the whole drinking and driving part. That just drove me insane because I was like, mm, yeah. this guy is in this well into his 70s. He's a millionaire, and I never understand why millionaires have to drive anywhere. Because I always said. I know yeah, I've made it. If weird. I'm able to have a chauffeur, and if I have, and I've, if I've earned tens of millions of dollars like Tony Larusa have had in my baseball career, I'm a legend. I have multiple World Series rings. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Why do I need to yeah. be in Arizona at 3 a.m. drinking and then telling everyone, "Do you know I'm Tony Larusa?" Kind of like Mar- what Marcelo Zuna, the Braves left fielder, did. What over the summer, yeah. it's just, it's just silliness. I, I, I can't stand that. And. We wouldn't know that unless if that would have happened 30 years ago, we wouldn't have ESPN telling us that, oh, so-and-so was pulled over for
1: drinking and driving. Right. And if we did know, we would know in short snippets, and we wouldn't have this platform to react to it for four days. So it's much different now. Yeah. It's good, but bad. You know, there's good parts, but there's all, it, it, it's made it crappier, but it's also, it, it's cool. Cause I mean, I've made real life friends on Twitter and you share information be creative and all that stuff but it's also it's also terrible yeah how, how I just like, deactivated my TikTok. actually yeah well
0: you shouldn't have had it in the first place because now there's stupid the Chinese state government is now uh being able is to that, know what what Braves fans are doing in the United States of America no is that is that like a real thing or is that just like a oh it's 100 it's actually controlled by the Chinese state security services that's why oh, no yeah. one should have TikTok on their phone no one they just
1: really it's over I thought it was just like a because I thought it was just like a like a a right wing kind of scary thing like my dad would say (laughs) like people think that people think that I'm on the right which I mean I am my dad you know y'all don't even know my dad's so far right my dad thinks I'm a liberal my dad honest to God my dad's so far up Trump's butt that when I if I question just a little bit, like I don't know if I would say that. My dad's like, "What do you What do you mean?" What do you? I'm like, "Dude, you're crazy." Anyways,
0: yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, disabled TikTok and and all that stuff. But anyway,
1: yeah. Well, aside from China, it's very bad, bad for you. Just spiritually, psychologically, it's just addicting. It's terrible. Yeah. Scrolling
0: nonsense because well, what they do, here we are talking about TikTok. But it's uh, what they do is they change the algorithm in Western Europe and in the U.S. It's different. Mm-hmm. The algorithm is different than in main, in communist China, where they hmm. what you when you scroll through, you see people achieve people's achievements like, hey, I got this awesome score on this exam or I built this little hut or whatever, just achievements. But the algorithm is coded where in the in North America and Western Europe, they just do like nonsense like, hey, I'm running next to this car and dancing at the same time or I decided to steal this pack of gum at the local store or i'm making make-believe fights with my husband or my girlfriend it's just complete and utter wasteful nonsense because they think that subversing western society is a way to help the communist government um, improve when you're wasting away and we're actually becoming better citizens of the world
1: thank you for coming to my ted
0: talk at here on base pology.
1: dorian i'm a fan (laughs) continue sir that was it.
0: That was it. That my, do not go on TikTok. Do not download it. You should always download Baseball LG, though. And you should follow Josh on Twitter. But regardless of that, going back to the Braves, what were your feelings it, in la, last year during the, I mean, not miraculous, but the very surprising World Series yeah. run uh, during 2021? 2020, the
1: year before the. Well, yeah, that's oh what I God. meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. That, the yeah, yeah. So, so tw- man. So, oh my gosh, that was great. What a crazy summer. So I remember hanging out with my father-in-law back in like July, 2021, we were camping or something. And every time we hang out, he's, you know, he always asked me, so, you know, what do you think about the Braves? You know? And I, he thinks that I'm like an expert. Like he asked me about like different prospects and stuff. And I, I honestly don't know anymore, but I just kind of pretend like I know with him, but, uh, Yeah. It was like July. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. they they don't have a chance. I mean, I mean, the season's over. And then the rest of the summer was just insane. That last like what month or month and a half. I totally wrote them off in July. I'm not talking about like June or May. I'm like July. They suck. Season's over. And then, yeah. And then they freaking won the world series. It was awesome.
0: I was down at,
1: um, I was at some radio conference in Buckhead at the uh, Hyatt Regency, and uh, I was I was at some bougie dinner after party thing, and I and I totally skipped it, disappeared in my, my room and watched that last game, uh, and called my dad. It was kind of cool. It, I remember after the Braves won, it no joke for about five days afterwards,
0: I was buzzing like I genuinely I felt like elevated. Like I had no problems with anyone. Everything was peace, love and hugs and all that stuff. I, it was an incredible feeling as a fan. Obviously, I have like yeah. nothing to do with the club, but we may because I don't know if you heard, but the Liberty Media, the the, the organization that owns the Atlanta Braves they are going to spin off the Atlanta Braves and we can buy stock. Are you going to be, you know, put your oh, fandom still, and buy, and buy uh, whatever? I don't know how much stock is going to be is going to cost. Maybe yeah. it's going to cost $10, maybe it costs $50. Are you going to yeah. partake in that? Cuz I'm thinking I want to raise an insane amount yeah. of money and load the club up with debt but at least I'll be I'll be the owner, you know, maybe. Maybe yeah. not. Kind of like
1: kind of like the Packers. The Packers have that. Well, thing, no, that's sort
0: thing, of kind of, but that's back in the 1930s. I'm thinking more like uh, who does that? Uh, I don't know if you follow like English soccer football. The uh, no. Manchester United is a publicly traded company. A <laughs> there's a lot of major European There's a lot of major European clubs that are uh, publicly traded very capitalistic. Oh. And now who is True. No one in the NFL is is doing it. Major League Baseball I, what's his name? Uh, John Henry, the owner of Fenway Group or whatever it's called, uh, the owners of oh, Okay. the Boston Red Sox, he floated the idea of making the Boston Red Sox a publicly traded organization much like hey so, I'll buy Apple stock, etc.
1: Okay, so I haven't kept up with this that much. So what you're saying is this is a very unique thing in baseball. It
0: will be it it will be a unique thing in North American sports. I don't know of any wow. NHL team, NFL team, wow. Major League Baseball, or NBA team that's pub- that are there... publicly
1: publicly flo- floated. I don't know anything about the stock market. Okay, like, what are what are the benefits of this, if any, for the team, for fans? It, what's the benefit? The benefit of the
0: fans is just the, the sentimental part of like I own one huh. one thousandth, one one millionth of the yeah. club yeah a, a, and the benefit for the team is that you immediately raise potentially hundreds of millions of dollars by selling stock to yeah. stockholders so mm-hmm. therefore you could theoretically reinvest that in the the real estate that the Braves are, are building around the Truist park or even obviously handing out big contracts to good important young players or if you if you don't want to do it altruistically you as the owner of Liberty Media just can pocket all that and just say, Brave right, you. Right. I'm a star view of investment. So yeah. there's, there's, there's a pros and cons.
1: Again, just like... I've already got high blood pressure, and I feel like if I played the stock market, it'd be worse. Well, it's not I, buy, I,
0: I, I wouldn't... For me, I do plan on buying some stock. Just again, the sentimentality part that I was like, I own one one trillionth of this. Yeah,
1: but would it stress you out if you uh, if you bought a little bit of stock and then it like skyrockets? And like, I would be stressed on when to get out or not. Uh-huh. Like I, I, One of my... I, one of my professional mentors, Howard tool, he he lives in Rome. He, he is, has lots of stocks and he's got this app on his phone and, but he doesn't touch it because he has the, what do you call it? The discipline not to do that. I don't know if I could do that. Buy and hold. That's what I would do. My, I, I do. I've
0: said this on this podcast before. If I were to have a, a bunch of, you know, genie granted wishes is like, you can have one of your, we all have favorite sports teams, college teams or whatever. But of all the teams that I follow, I would love to own the Atlanta Braves. That's like the one club more than the fo- my favorite football club, my yeah. favorite basketball team, whatever. That would be it. But it would for cool. most stocks, I just do uh, buy and hold. But I'm definitely going to do the Braves. And you know what? If I become a majority owner, I'll have you come out and I'll have you sing. And mm. maybe
1: I would like that. I would do that. Yeah,
0: preach me as the owner of the Braves. I'll go and I'll give you an interview. <laughs> And you can completely ignore me while you just go on a I wanna storm do, of a mental
1: thoughts. I want to do. You know what I love to do? I want to do like like a FCA style Friday morning, like like how FCA people do, like like Friday morning football huddle things, like before a game. That's all I want to do. Like like a like a little pre-game. mini Bible study, like a like a little you know like a yeah a little pregame thing, like yeah,
0: that'd be cool. So, so you would want to give them religious verses to pump the managers and the teams up, or to pump and and or help the fans be calm that if the Braves lose three games in a row, their their investment is not going to go to crap. Like, what well,
1: what's the purpose yeah.
0: of I the would, pregame I would, show for you?
1: It would be just the play, just the players and the coaches. Yeah, I wouldn't want to talk to the fans. No, <laughs> no, they're, they're lost. Who call. cares about that? Right? Screw that. One. Right. I'm joking. Agreed. This is not an
0: audio. Excuse me. This is not a visual podcast, but you are wearing an, uh, an Atlanta, Bra- Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Falcons uh, hat, right. and it's yes. like the old one. Like that's when like Deion Sanders yeah. used to play with them, and who was the quarterback back in? Um, it wasn't Chris Chandler.
1: It was. Uh, I don't remember. Oh my God, some guy. With the I got red- this at Target recently. <laughs> I you actually boycotted Target. I tried to. I tried to boycott Target, and I can't do it. It's Why just, is that? Geez- too I mean, too convenient? They're, they're like. It's too convenient, you know? It's it's a, it's like the Chick-fil-A of, uh, I don't know, department stores. Depart- it's not a department store. It's like the Chick-fil-A of Walmarts or something. A little bit
0: classy, a little bit bougier,
1: just a little bit. Also, have you ever shopped at a Sam's Club?
0: I have. Yes, I've gone into Sam's Clubs on a handful of occasions, yes.
1: I've just discovered the Sam's Club. It's not and as nice as like, Costco. Really?
0: I think it's not as nice as Costco.
1: Same concept, but Costco's nicer?
0: I believe so, yes. Huh. I, to be fair, I've only gone to one Sam's Club in Florida and I've gone to Costco like up and down the East Coast. So I've gone to multiple Costco's, but they're all the same. Okay. They're all the same, almost the same way yeah. I'm sure Sam's Club is the same, but I think I enjoy my I time felt like at Costco.
1: With Sam's Club, I felt like you're walking around Walmart, but a little bit of a nicer Walmart without the walmart people but with Publix people because there's a barrier of entry right if there's a barrier of entry like not 25 dollars, yeah not which is cheaper than like Google. disney
0: plus and netflix yeah and paramount plus and all these terrible streaming <laughs> right.
1: organizations yeah i love how like people are like i'm gonna cut the cord and then buy like 40 different subscriptions i
0: have I have nothing. I like to watch the Braves is- online, and that's about it.
1: How do you feel about that whole, like, Apple TV thing that the that baseball did this past oh, season? Oh, yeah. The, the, really? I loved you it. You liked the, it? The Sell value, me on it? The production value. it. The production
0: value of Apple TV. Of, of the, excuse me. The production value of Friday Night Apple, MLB, whatever they called it, was fantastic. I like the really? announcers. I don't remember who the announcers are. And it's just much crisper to see the hmm. the production value, and also they have multiple. They have more cameras than your normal regional. Whether you, obviously it's like uh, Bailey's or whoever mm-hmm. your local baseball club is, I really like that. And at the same time, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of not having commercials. There were no commercials on Apple TV, and I was like, I'm all about this. I hate commercials. I'm actually one of the few people that. I would record a sports game and maybe start it like an hour or two hours after because I can yeah, just I can zip right through injuries, yeah. read silly replays and commercials, and I still finish the game at the same time. And my point is even if they win, if they lose, I still want to see how that happened, the progression of it.
1: Hmm. So you liked the Apple TV baseball concept, which means I that do. you 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 follow multiple teams. I,
0: I, the Braves are my favorite you, team, but I also like, I also enjoy watching the Rays, but I, I will watch like just some random baseball game as well. If like, you know, Mike Trout or really? is showing what he's playing. Yeah.
1: Huh. Do you think that's, do you think you're in the minority in that? Or you, do you think there's a lot of baseball fans like that, 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 that enjoy watching different games,
0: different games? Uh, I certainly think that I'm in the minority where you're just watching baseball as pleasurable. I mean, I love watching the Latin American Winter League that we're having right now. They're playing in Mexico. They play – there's a Puerto Rican league. There's a Dominican Republic League, the league in Nicaragua, Venezuela. I just love watching good quality baseball. Mm. And yeah, we're – I think that's more of the minority versus like, hey, I have a Mets podcast. I have an Angels podcast or I have a blog on the Braves. Like if they don't – if they're not playing, I stop watching it, I think most people are like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just sure. I think that the part of the problem that the that the Braves that baseball in general has is there's just so much content. And I've said yeah. this I've said this so many times that I love how the National Football League does when their season opener. It's always the defending Super Bowl champions open at home, like three days, which is always on a Thursday night before yeah. everyone else does. It's like this is that. the main event. Major League yeah. Baseball. Rob like Manfred that. says. Baseball is back. We haven't played baseball in, in five months. Here's 77 games on a yeah. Friday afternoon. It's like, dude, no, like, that's over. Yeah. Like, like just spe- spoon feed me for a, little, a few days. I,
1: what What are your thoughts on a, the playoff TV schedule? It drove me crazy. Because I feel I, – I think that baseball – it felt to me like MLB was catering. The New not, not to just people like – People kind of like you, but like people—people that they expected us to watch all the games. And most people are just going to watch their team. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so like it was so annoying. Like I felt like the Braves should be primetime every night. Like, who cares if they overlap? Um, I I, I that drove me insane. That That was for me. That was
0: disrespectful. Not to have. Not only are they the were, were the defending World Series champions. They all the Braves are also one of the top five fan bases in all of baseball and you're putting them on at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Tuesday. It was
1: ridiculous. It was ridiculous.
0: On one part, I remember back in 2020 with the expanded playoffs because of COVID and the shortened season, I love the whole March madness of it. It's like there's a game at 1 o'clock, there's a game at 3, there's a game at 4. That's kind of cool. But now we're back in – we're in now whatever, normal time, new normal, whatever the heck you want to call it. Why in the world are we saying that you have to watch this game between 4 and 7? And then you have to watch the New York Yankees, of course, because God forbid, it's the it's the 32nd Amendment of the United States Constitution that the Yankees have to play in primetime. It's like, no, they don't. If you want to get ratings at one o'clock, put them on one o'clock. Yeah, it's not American. I hate hate that we have all these games all day when, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the Cleveland Guardians, like I got to work, man, I got to go meet clients. I can't be there at one o'clock on a Wednesday. But yeah, I'm totally against that.
1: Cool. Me too. But but I got speak- my cap at Target.
0: Yes, thank God. And uh, yeah, well, I'm sure. Hopefully, the the there'll be better days for the Falcons because yeah, they suck. They could have had uh, who was it, Justin Justin Fields? Justin, Justin Fields, Fields, man. Justin Fields, yeah. yeah. They could have had he's him from He's from Kennesaw. He's he
1: grew up in Kennesaw, Georgia, like down the road, man. He's awesome.
0: And on top of that, he's now struggling. Not he's not struggling. He's just on a yeah, terrible yeah. Chicago Bears football team. But yeah, yeah. but speaking of be- of being having to go having to go places, watching baseball, I want to be respectful of your time. But at the same time, when you're not playing music, thinking and sharing your funny thoughts on Twitter, when you're at home or in your home area, I love always highlighting local places to have uh, to go visit, to go eat, where you feel at home, where you feel welcome. What's a good local place that you like to go for coffee, a drink or dinner in the Rock Rockmart Rock area where you live?
1: So if you're in Rockmart, you got to come to uh, JC Snack Shack. Uh, that's actually an arrogant, which I'm trying to get dissolved with my local legislators. Long story. Um, they haven't uh, provided an audit to the, to the, the state since 2014. And it's anyways, um, JC snack great breakfast place. I have breakfast there every Wednesday morning with three other 80 year old Methodist dudes. So you got to go there. It's okay. awesome. Or if you're in downtown Rockmart, you got to go to the rails. The rails is uh, my buddy Bobby owns it. Not Bobby. Bobby's his son. The dad is Bill, Bill and Bobby. They both own it. Kind of, uh, he's just like brash Brooklyn, New York guy who moved to Rockmart.
0: Yeah. At least they're not Presbyterians. So that, that's oh, a big one.
1: We don't have a lot of Presbyterians here. Thank God we have. We, we have a, a lot of Methodists. They're, they're pretty cool. I'm actually really good friends with most of them. I, I dressed up like a Methodist for Halloween and, It's, it wasn't, what does that entail? So, so one of my closest friends is actually the head pastor at our local Methodist church and I troll them because they're so, uh, shall I say woke? And so I'm friends with all of them. Like half the congregation is gay. They're my friends. Like they're like my, one of my best friends is a gay Belizean dude Methodist. So I, as a joke, dress up as a Methodist for Halloween and the pastor, let me borrow his actual sanctioned robe. And I had uh, like a a mask on, like a like a COVID mask on, and I made a sign that said "Queerly Beloved," and um, and and they thought it was hilarious. What's funny is the Baptist. We have a ba- We have a Southern Baptist problem here in Rockmart, Georgia. They have no sense of humor. They all have haircuts like Nancy Grace from t- 2007, like that that you know that that spiky like how the back of their hair spiked up. Right. Like that's how they all dress in are They just, they're the worst. That's what we have a problem with here in Rockmart, Georgia. Other than them, it's a great city to live in.
0: And, and it is for those, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Rockmart is in Georgia. But um, yes. yeah. So I, the, the, uh, when I'm in town for a Braves game, I'll see if I can make it over to Rockmart and partake in these uh, good local establishments. Josh, I want to, I want to thank you again for joining us on HPP. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. If you want to share with us and take us away on where potentially people can follow you and laugh at all of the amazing creativity that comes up from your, (laughs) from your half baseball, (laughs) half open, cracked brain.
1: Yeah. I had a blast. Seriously. Uh, I, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm I'm at rhubarb Brown on Twitter. Don't take anything. I take anything I tweet seriously. I'm, I'm on there to basically tell fart jokes and make fun of Democrats. You can subscribe to Baseballogy on Apple and Spotify. Uh, I think Google as well. I've also got a Rockmart podcast that me and my buddy do. It's mainly just about Rockmart, so it probably wouldn't, you know, pertain to anybody else. So. Uh, but yeah, hit me up on the Twitters. It's been an honor, an absolute honor. I haven't been a guest on a baseball podcast in like three years, so too much fun. Most podcasts won't let me on anymore. <laughs>
0: You're always welcome to come back here. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, buddy. I want to thank Josh Brown for joining us this week. I also want to thank a few new listeners from Smithton. I don't know if it's in Illinois, Missouri, Pennsylvania. Maybe all three. Someone else from Santiago, Chile, and someone from Porto, Prince, Haiti, Haiti. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Please get to where you're going safely. Enjoy the long weekend. Enjoy the amazing food, the football, and whatever else you do to entertain yourself. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast if you want. If you don't, no big deal. Remember, a picture of my drink will be on our social media. Let's get together next time for a brand new episode of HPP, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Bye.